1: And we are here this week, the last week of October, recording just a couple days before Halloween. But this will drop the day before Halloween. Um, and we are talking our last creature feature. We went old school for this creature feature. We were going 1941, The Wolfman. Uh, for me, it's the last of the Universal Monster pictures that I think of Um That I had not seen. I've seen The Mummy. I've seen Invisible Man. I've seen Dracula and Frankenstein and The Bride of Frankenstein and The Creature from the Black Lagoon, but I've not seen The Wolfman. Um, So that was why I picked it. I needed to check that one off a big, long list, and I have now done so. But before we get into our review for the 1941 The Wolfman, uh, we like to talk about what else we've been doing and what else we've been watching since the last time we recorded. So, Corey, how are you doing?
0: I'm fine. Glad it's the weekend, as always. How are
1: you? Corey's been baking um, (laughs) quite a bit. All kinds uh, of food. You made uh, Cheddar Bay Biscuits. So good! Uh, Unfair.
0: We just finished them today, and they're, like, as healthy as they could be. So, didn't feel bad about it. And we had them with, like, homemade chili all week. Oh, nice. Yeah, super delicious. I also made an apple uh, crumble, and I didn't have dried cranberries, so I used frozen blueberries because I always have frozen blueberries. They're, like, my favorite. And that was delicious. Um, We finished canning our apples on Saturday, so we canned 50 pounds of apples.
1: Whoa. That's a lot of apples.
0: Um, Yeah, it doesn't end up making as much as you would think 50 pounds of apples makes. So... I think I ended up with probably, like, 15 or 20 jars of apple butter, applesauce, uh, sliced apples. Uh, Oh, she made us uh, dehydrated apple slices, too. So good.
1: Yeah. Is that, like, basically an apple chip at that point?
0: Yeah. I don't know the proper name for them, but yes. And we use cameo apples, which I don't think I've ever had a cameo apple before, but I don't think I can ever eat any other kind of apple at this point, now, Because they're so good. So good.
1: True. That's, that's good. Yeah. Uh, among the recipes that corey has been making, one of the things she sent oh, yeah. me was a pump, uh, chocolate chip pumpkin muffin. And I was like, I I would make these. However... I wonder if my coworker and good friend, who has created this year with her students a on-campus coffee shop for the teachers, um, I she and they they make these amazing scones. That I may have already talked about on this podcast. I feel like I did uh, that. I dubbed ham sconies, which is I stuck. love herbs. Um, oh, and it's hard not to. Um, but uh, I sent her the recipe for the pumpkin muffins, and. Uh, she made them this week because it's the last week uh, that they're doing it until after Thanksgiving, oh. um, which is sad because I, I enjoy getting my coffee so much. Um, but uh, I didn't know, I didn't see on the menu that she had done the pumpkin muffins. So on Wednesday, uh, she gave me one because I didn't order one, and I felt real bad that I didn't order because I didn't see it. Um, but then I, it, it was, it was so good. I was so excited too because I was like, oh, this is the muffin. Um, and I got one on Thursday. And then uh, today she told me that they did not go over well with everybody else. Not that they didn't like them, but, like, apparently I am one of the few, like, real big pumpkin nuts, uh, which. what? Yeah, I know. I can't imagine that because it seems like the world. I, what I said to her, and I think this is kind of true. I think we might get I think general public gets burnt out on pumpkin in September now because the, the PSL drops at like September oh, 1st. Don't you what now? I don't drink that mess. That is insane, Corey. That is especially, I actually, I don't think I've had a pumpkin spice latte uh, from Starbucks or from Dunkin' this year because I love the pumpkin cream cold brew, which is so much better than the pumpkin uh, latte. Um, but it's also, you know, uh, it's a, it's a different thing. Cause like if I'm going to get a pumpkin spice latte, i like it hot. But if I'm getting cold, I like pumpkin cream cold brew like so much. And, Man, See that it's... sounds
0: better to me, but I mean I do buy. Oh, Trader Joe's had some, so I don't drink regular milk, guys. I'm not vegan, but it just doesn't sit well with me. It's never in my whole life. It just I don't know. Um, so they had they have an oat beverage over there, like they don't even call it oat milk, y'all. Um, and they had pumpkin, and it was so good. So I put that in my coffee, but I also don't leave my house.
1: Uh well that's a fair point and I I do go out. I I pass a Dunkin all the time, but I I have gone out of my way for Starbucks. But honestly, I don't think I've had a Starbucks coffee for a month now um because I haven't been able to get there, but I do buy from my friend. I get their like this week I got their pumpkin uh they 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 do a cold brew pumpkin latte. That's mm-hmm. very very good. Uh it's too good. I know it's got to be so bad like calorie-wise cuz it's it tastes way too good. Um but nevertheless, I, I digress. I just, I was excited that uh, the recipe you gave me ended up on the menu at a, uh, you know, as this little coffee thing that my my friend has put together that is amazing. Um, and I, I know she does so much work. And I am, I, it's not for me. It's for the, you know, the school and for her students to get the experience. But I am so grateful because it is it is delicious. And I, I, like, I know they get there extra early and the kids are always so friendly um, easily some of the the best baristas I've encountered as far as like personality and like excitement to like make your product like they they genuinely seem excited to like make your order like I, we made this and I'm like you did and it's excellent thank you so much um, nice that's awesome the pumpkin the, the pumpkin muffins were great uh, which I was a little thrown because when you sent me the recipe I made a joke of like chuck, I know chuck you're really like you
0: and I'm like no 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 let me tell you. <laughs>
1: So good. Well, I I've loved pumpkin stuff my whole life. Like I've always been a big pumpkin pie person. Yeah, and delicious. never have I ever thought of chocolate and pumpkin. You know what I mean? Like I think it's we never... can put
0: all kinds of delicious things together.
1: What well, Wawa like... has uh a pumpkin mocha latte, which I've not tried.
0: I mean, that does sound delicious.
1: Yeah, but there you go, folks. Uh, we we like pumpkin here you know at the way Movie tours. Club.
0: We just like food
1: yeah and listen peppered. to our new podcast pumpkin holics uh no um uh, <laughs> pumpkin what pumpkin holics you know we, okay. we're addicted to it so it's just like nonstop pumpkin pumpkin all the time pumpkin 24 7 uh it's a seasonal podcast oh, so it does go yeah, away all the time after, it's just like september to november but it's then followed up with the peppermint mocha uh podcast oh, which i am <laughs> a big fan of i am excited for that that season's right right around the corner um, I'm sure we will have a Christmas tree up before the end of the weekend, knowing my wife. So. yeah, already.
0: She's like, you're putting up Halloween. And disclaimer, we already had our Halloween stuff up, but it kept raining, so we had to pull it all back under our mm. covered porch. And she's like,
1: you, you muted, Corey.
0: I don't even know how that happened. I don't, I don't even either. know where. <laughs> I Yeah, I'm sitting here talking, probably when I was talking with my hands, but I don't even know where I stopped, but I'm going to maybe repeat myself a little bit, but we were putting up our Halloween decorations and we already had them up, but it started raining so we had to pull them back onto our covered porch. And oh. I sent that video of our decorations to her and she's like, "Oh yeah, you're putting up your Halloween stuff and I'm thinking about my Christmas tree or something, so you're yeah. probably right."
1: Yeah, I, I she usually waits till after Halloween, but That's it's weird first. that it landed on a Sunday. So I, I don't know if she's going to make it to Monday like cuz she won't be able to do it during the week easily cuz she works. So, like, I don't see her making it to, to Monday without putting the tree up. Or at least getting it out. Um,
0: it's a lot of work.
1: It, it's a lot of work. And it's also, like, for her, it's not work. Um, she loves doing it. She she did already rearrange the living room in preparation yeah. for it. So, it's, it's, it's ready to go, I think. But um, it's not out yet. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's out before the end of the weekend. Uh, which is fine. Uh, it, it's Christmas time already. Like, it is crazy to think that we're already here. Um, especially because... This is the last time that Taylor will be a kid. She'll be eighteen next Christmas, so this is the last time she's not an adult, technically speaking. So it's a, it's a big year. So, um, that said, let's get into what we've been watching. Uh, you want to go first?
0: I'll go first. Um, so still watching Saved by the Bell. Um, on my lunches. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, the reruns are the new the new Saved by the Bell. What?
0: No. I'm watching. They have the original series or like the nine series, nine mm-hmm. seasons on Netflix, guys. They're oh. 20 minutes. They are perfect for my lunch. After I cook my lunch or prepare my lunch, I can watch uh, an episode and then I go back to work.
1: I've heard timeless. the new stuff they've done on Peacock with Saved by the Bell is really good, though. Oh, really? I've, I have I heard that. I have not watched it, but I have heard that it's very good. I My understanding is uh, Jesse um, is the principal now. What? And, of course she is. And AC Slater is the PE coach, um, and then but like they got everybody back except obviously Dustin Diamond. Um, Zach, Zach is back. I am fairly confident Mark Paul Gosling is in it. I I don't. I think it is focused around Jesse and AC, and then the new kids. But like they're the the Mr. Belding, if you will. But I th- I think they've had everybody on this the show. Um, I'm not sure about Lisa. What? Because I don't okay. know that Lisa was still acting, but I like. You know, everyone else I think has done it, but I've heard it's on Peacock, and if you have, I I think you can watch it for free with commercials, or you can have the uh, the platinum, which is not I don't think it's very expensive for Peacock. It's I actually have it because it's included with my internet, like because it's it's I have Comcast, which is owned by Universal, so um it's included, but it's uh yeah, you know, it's I haven't got to it. But I've heard good things. So it's just saying, if you when you finish season nine, maybe you jump into the new stuff or the college years. You remember the college years? Oh man,
0: <laughs> um, I don't know if I do actually. I remember I them, them from Boys Meets World. Um, when they went to college.
1: Yes, but no, uh, there was actually say about the college years with Zach, AC, and and Screech were in college and were roommates. There, there was some. They introduced a couple of new characters, but those were the only three re- returning characters. Um, and I remember the uh, the Mister Belding esque character was like a f- former football player who was like their RA or whatever. Um, it wasn't it wasn't a bad show. It was probably terrible. I watched it as a kid. I liked I liked Saved by the Bell, so I just watched all of it. I even tried yeah. to watch like the new class where like Screech was like Mister Belding's assistant or something. Um, wasn't good. It Wasn't good.
0: I can't. Um, um. And then on Sunday, we finally got to go see. Um,
1: ah, you saw Dune.
0: So happy. I want to watch it again. But there, I'm going to say this. There were a couple of times in the movie that I couldn't understand what they were saying.
1: Oh, yeah. No, that's.
0: And I was like, what? You know, like, what's happening? So I'm going to probably I want to see it again in theaters because I'm trying to give him all my money because I want him to keep making movies
1: he probably will anyway. They have confirmed Dune 2 is happening. So, uh it's done well enough to at least get the sequel that was promised with the title part 2 or part 1, but
0: yeah, I was like, "What?" Um so that was a great time. I really enjoyed it and the score was amazing, of course. But um and then yesterday, last night, my little old lady self and my little old lady friends we went to go see Antlers and it was an eight forty showtime. Mm. I made it. So it's fine.
1: Wow. It's fine. Uh, I've heard Matt really liked it and Big Tuna has it as his number three movie of the year right now. Wow. Yeah, I know. And keep in mind, that's Big Tuna sees a lot of movies. So like that's yeah, he does. that is high praise. That's not like, oh, he saw five movies and it's number three. Like this is like dude seeing pretty much every movie that's come out this year. It's stuff you haven't heard of, listeners, stuff I haven't heard of. And uh, it's number three. So, like, that's really high praise from Big Tuna.
0: I don't know. I just, I feel like it's, again, like, kind of what we were saying. I have some problems with the lore in the movie. And maybe I need to, like, look more into the lore or, or, you know, that part of it on my own. But it doesn't match up with other pieces of, like...
1: Well, well, just be a little careful, because I, I don't know what is a spoiler or not. Matt it's was very not apprehensive.
0: It's not, I don't really, I'm not going to say any particulars, okay. but it is based off of a Native American, I don't know what word to use here. Legend. myth, Legend. Lore, you know? And it doesn't match up with what I've heard in other movies exactly, so I'll just leave it there. But I feel like as far as, I mean, we know what the creature is, right? everybody not, knows. not
1: officially i don't think so i think you know, it's, matt was apprehensive just to confirm or deny a question i asked which is what i think you're about to say and that's why i was like eh, matt matt felt like that was spoiler territory so
0: wow wow I,
1: I am gonna see antlers this weekend though. that is it is on my agenda um
0: it, it has so it has good things about it but then i don't know as far as like i don't know I, I don't need to see it again but it does have Jesse Plemons Plemons
1: yes and uh, Harry um, Russell right
0: yeah and so the acting is good in it and the gore is good in it I mean it's a horror movie um, so there's going to be gore guys um, you know but I wouldn't I have not seen as many movies as Big Tuna and I wouldn't probably put it on my number three but I would like to hear what they have to say but, okay so I'm done
1: so I've seen quite a bit um, uh, since we last recorded. I saw Dune the day after. I, I finished Dune nineteen eighty four in the morning. I wow. actually like Dune nineteen eighty four uh, quite a bit. Um, I don't think it's 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 a different experience, but there's something about it that I did find joy in. So I was glad that I t- I, I was glad I listened to Mike and watched it before seeing the new one. It mm. did it did paint some pictures for me of the new one like that. I was like expecting certain things and it's not, it's not a one for one. It is clearly uh Villeneuve's adaptation versus the book, not trying to make David Lynch's movie. So he, he leaves some things for the next movie. He leaves things out completely. He uh, not necessarily completely in terms of story, but in terms of structure. So there's stuff that uh, you get. And I, I do think it helped me understand the world a little more too, um, by ha- having seen that, but, um, I watched VHS 94, which is uh, on Shudder. Uh, have you seen that one?
0: Just came out, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's the most recent iteration of the VHS. It's the fourth one, but I think it's supposed to be like a reboot. Um, but it's not. doesn't matter because there's no like real continuity. It's just a simple premise that the, the, all the shorts are like on VHS tapes. Um, <laughs> but I like 94 uh, quite a bit. I still haven't seen two, and I'm not going to watch VHS viral because I, I heard it was not good. I don't want to sit through that uh uh caught in the earth which is a ben wheatley movie on hulu very cool movie um joel fry has become an actor who just like i'm i'm in if he's if he's the lead i want to watch his stuff he's in cruella from this year too thought he was fantastic in cruella um and he was in yesterday he was my favorite party yesterday he was like the best friend character in yesterday um and he was my favorite part of that movie so like i'm all in on joel fry um caught a movie called night teeth on netflix it's like john wick kind of um with vampires like not so much like not to the level of the action but maybe to like the world building like what if instead of like assassins there were vampires who like lived among you um in like a hidden society kind of way it's kind of cool i enjoyed it um i didn't uh, there was a Maybe the first 20 minutes, I was starting to go, maybe this movie's not for me. And then by the end, I was like, you know what? I actually enjoyed that. So I'm, I'm glad I watched it. Um, I caught Alfred Hitchcock's Dial M for Murder. I had never seen it, but I had watched like a YouTube like like breakdown of things with like, storytelling because I watch a lot of Hitchcock structure stuff. And it felt like I'd already seen it. And it was really bugging me because I'm like, I definitely haven't seen this. But I that one YouTube video, like I remember like all of these important scenes from that video. And it's like I didn't think I would remember that because I only watched it once. But it like it all stuck. Um, So I was annoyed while watching it because I'm like, I feel like I've seen this, but I know I haven't seen this. But I'm, I'm going to I'm just going to power through. And even though I like I know what's going to happen because I've watched parts like I, I want to watch the entirety of the movie. It's a great movie. I really, really liked it a lot. By kind of coincidence i ended up going to see last night in soho last night thursday night uh for listeners and if you know me i am a big edgar Wright fan like um i i say he's my favorite director uh if you follow me on instagram you might have even saw i reposted a tweet from last year on my birthday august 7th 2020 where i tweeted at him asking for a screener he said no but gave me a happy birthday wish which was just as good in my opinion um so, if you've I feel like pit- you should frame that, what's that?
0: I feel like you should print that out somehow and I, frame I it. might
1: make it a poster or something, but um so, I am a little biased for sure. However, I was critical of Baby driver. I like baby driver a lot, but I do have my issues with it in particular, I think his one of his biggest weaknesses is female characters um they either don't exist in his movies or if they do exist they they exist to serve the male characters. Uh, with Deborah being the most glaring of all of them in baby driver. Like she literally meets baby. It's just like, yeah, yeah, I'll do whatever you want. I'll wait for you. I'll run away with you. It's fine. I have no agenda or any interest of my own. And I don't think that every writer has to be great at everything. So I don't, you know, I, I pointing that out, but at the same time, that's not the stories that maybe he's looking to tell. And I don't think he, you should have to necessarily, Um as long as other filmmakers who do have those stories to tell are getting the opportunities. Of course, that's the catch is like, I would like more women characters to be able to be the lead of movies and focus and have agendas and, and agency. So here is uh, last night. In Soho with two dynamite female performers in this movie, Thomas and Mackenzie and Anya Taylor-Joy, um, if you've been paying attention, the reviews seem to be kind of split with just a light oh. lean towards the positive. I fortunately am one of the positives. I really had a great time with the movie. I don't think it's perfect. I think there are a lot of issues, maybe more so with story. Um, That I can definitely see why some people may have checked out. I just had a really good time watching it. I was really enamored with a lot of the style and a lot of the, uh, the performances. I, I loved Anya Taylor-Joy and more importantly, Thomas and Mackenzie, who I just think is a superstar in the making, um, so I I had a great time with the movie, despite the little things that I had wrong with it. Um, Big Tuna and our mutual friend, who's been on this podcast, uh, both didn't like it apparently. Oh, um, yeah, they nice. went. I guess they went together, and they they did not. Uh, both were like didn't like it. Uh, I think they used the word hated it, but they might have warmed a little
0: to just like an extreme distaste
1: (laughs) and matt uh matt called me tonight after he saw it um even though we're doing our podcast on it, we don't usually talk ahead of time but uh this is a big one for me so everyone's kind of like i think everyone's just like they don't want me to be mad if i if i don't like what they say um matt (laughs) matt sided with uh with tuna as well um and i'm not mad uh again i got what i wanted from it i had a really good time watching it um I was really, I, I, I kind of want to go see it again. Like, and again, I don't think it's perfect. I just, it worked for me and I had a good time watching it. Um, and that's what, you know, movies are supposed to do if you're entertained. It, yeah. Good enough. You know, I don't think, I, I think Edgar is a really great visual storyteller. I think he has an amazing sense of style and a really great sensibility for sound. I don't think he's good at story when it when it's just him because like if you look at the the best story movies he's done are the the coronado trilogy and scott pilgrim versus the world and he did not write those um and he did write baby driver and baby driver is solid but there are some story hiccups in baby driver and again some character weakness this he has a story credit but not a screenplay credit but. You know, maybe the things that aren't great with the story are maybe his weaknesses or maybe it's because he's he's stretched out a little bit. He, he hasn't da- he hasn't dabbled in this type of horror. Technically, you could argue that Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and even World's End is sci fi horror. But they're like horror comedies. Yeah. And I think that's more his his wheelhouse. Uh, Last Night is is not going for comedy. Um, it, but I, again, had a really good time with it. Um as a horror movie, like I, I was like, I was on edge at times. I was very mostly invested. There were a few moments where I was a little like, okay, next, but very few. Um, but I still like by the end of the movie, I was just like, wow. So, um, that was a, a quick review of last night. So check out bloody awesome movie podcast where Matt and I will be talking in detail with uh spoiler free at first. And we do drop spoiler episodes on Mondays of the new movie releases. So, um, that said, the last thing I watched right before recording, the uh, reason why we had to start a little later than planned, um, I watched Alfred Hitchcock's Suspicion from 1941 with Cary Grant. Uh, and man, I had uh, a roller coaster of an experience with that movie. I really liked it, but um, it really kind of kept me on my toes. I wasn't sure what I was getting from the movie, uh, like what, what to expect. Because um, Hitchcock. You know, he has his, ex. you have your expectations. If you've seen a Hitchcock, you, you expect a certain type of story to play out. And sometimes that's exactly what it is. And other times it's not. Um, and suspicion really makes you wait to figure out what type of movie it's going to be. And, uh, but I, I liked it a lot. Um, uh, I'm a big Cary Grant fan. So it's always fun to keep checking his movies off my list. And obviously I am, I think every cinephile is a Hitchcock fan. Um, it's just i'm slowly diving into some of his lesser discussed movies uh you know the the big 5 i've seen many many times like rear window psycho uh north by northwest vertigo and uh birds i've seen multiple times each um and i've taught all of them at one point except maybe birds i have not formally taught in the same way but uh, Suspicion. I I hadn't really even heard much about, but I've had it for a while. Finally watched it, and I'm glad I did. So, think it's time we move on to the Wolfman. We're traveling back to 1941. 1940- I just realized Suspicion uh, suspicions also 1941. Um, oh, I feel like do that. I, I I yeah, I do. 100%. I like to I like to find patterns of what I'm what to choose. Uh, honestly, um, so the Wolfman. 1941 is the the I think the latest uh Universal Monster movie that, as far as like dates go. Um the only one I couldn't I didn't see on the list I was looking at what year creature the Black Lagoon came out. So um, that might be the last one if this one's not. Um it star- uh, it's star directed by George Wagner, stars Claude Rains, Warren William, Ralph Bellamy. And we gotta get the female actress who's way down on the list, even though she's super important. Um uh Evelyn Anchors. Bella Lagosi was in this, apparently, um oh, I didn't realize he was the uh, yeah, I didn't put that together. um Maria, oh boy, um Osepin Sakaya, got that one. I'm sure that's correct. uh and Patrick Knowles, um I mean, it's a werewolf movie. It's the werewolf movie. this is like one of the first. Larry Talbot returns to his father's castle in Wales and meets a beautiful woman. One fateful night, uh, Talbot escorts her to a local carnival where they meet a mysterious gypsy fortune teller. Um, Seventy-two Metacritic. Uh, we, if you've never listened to the show, we start spoiler free and we will give you a heads up. But this movie's pretty short. Uh, it's just over seventy minutes. I think it's like seventy-one minutes to be exact. Um, no, nope, I'm sorry. It's exactly seventy minutes. Oh, okay. Uh, it's one hour, 10 minutes, thus 70. Um, I picked this because I said I wanted to uh finish the universal monster things. Technically, I've never seen Phantom of the Opera, the original Phantom of the Opera. Um, and I've never watched the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, but those are usually not in the box sets, so I don't count them. Um, I am counting the ones that are like that universal packages as their monsters, and uh. I I'm a fan of the Universal Monsters, even if I don't like actively rewatch the movies. I love what those movies represent and what they did and how the iconography from those films has lasted for so long that when we say Dracula, you still think of that Dracula um, and that Frankenstein and of them. I think I like Dracula the most still. I actually thought I would like this the most because I like of the of the creatures. I do think the werewolves are way cooler than vampires. Like I'm not a big vampire guy. It's never been my thing. We've had many conversations, Corey and I, about this. Um, I tend to lean towards the wolves way over that. Um, I I did like this movie, but it was I don't know. Um... I guess, like, the plot-wise, it's not the best. Like, I'm just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, when are we going to get the werewolf? I want the werewolf. Let's get to the werewolf. Like, you get Dracula pretty much right away in, in Dracula. Like, he's like, boom, I'm Dracula. Like, yeah, there you are. Cool. Like, it's right there. Um, this this takes a bit. And I do, I have a, so, I don't think this is a spoiler. Now, you know what? I'll wait. I, I liked it. Um, Of the Universal Monsters, it's not my favorite. It's probably, like, my Fourth favorite. Like I definitely love Dracula. I think I like the Invisible Man second. Then Bride of Frankenstein, I think over Frankenstein, Mummy Frankenstein, it might be the last. I don't know. Um, and I always I keep forgetting Creature with Black Balloon. That one for me, I'd much rather watch Shape of Water, just gonna be honest. Um But what do you think of the Wolfman Court?
0: So um I don't have as much experience with the universal monsters. I have definitely, um, I don't remember it, but my dad was a big Lugosi fan. So I've definitely, you know, seen Dracula. Um, So I did, I see what you're saying. Uh, It's only an hour and 10 minutes. And I'm glad that they didn't try to flush the story out more because I didn't feel like there was really anything for them to expand upon on you know so i yeah appreciate that they did keep it short we have a movie that we both really enjoy and we'll talk about that on spoilers actually it was i liked it i don't feel like i need to watch it again
1: yeah i kind of and that's disappointing to me like i i was really when i saw dracula i was kind of like shocked how much i enjoyed it um <laughs> especially because i'm not a big big fan of it oh no, you're not and um and and I like, I like, I could rewatch Frankenstein. I I think Bride is better because they retcon some of the like changes from the book. And I, I'm not, I've actually never read the book Frankenstein. I just know from my English teacher friends that the movie is not, does not do it justice. Um, but Bride of Frankenstein tries to like pull in more stuff from the book uh, to, to fix it. But it like, it adds the bride part of it. But um, I liked that one. And I really, I, I love the invisible man. Like I think, like both both versions, I watched the the Universal Invisible Man right before the new one came out, and I like I like both a lot. Um, I think it's just such an interesting premise um, of a story, and it's been poorly done many times. But it's when it's executed well, I think it really really works. And uh, werewolves are such a cool concept, but it might be like, kind of like the Hulk, where they're better as the side character and not the focal point um because like you know when you have a raging monster who loses control it's not as compelling of a protagonist because you are they don't they don't have any agency they're just doing the thing they're like i'm mad i smash things like so but as a side character you can bring them in and out and utilize them in different ways and like you have your main characters like when tony stark fights hulk really compelling because he's trying to fight his friend so he has to like pull back but he can't pull back because it's the whole you know so like i think maybe stories like that like underworld where the the werewolves are the side characters or so cool in those movies. they kind of back up into uh rise of the Lycans and the third is like the third movie if i remember correctly they like back into the werewolf story so at that point you're kind of already invested in everything so maybe that's why that one seemed to work better um and the, the, you know like, they've done a lot of werewolf movies. There's tons of werewolf movies. American Werewolf in London, one of my favorites. Like, think of how much stronger a story that is collectively. Like, I really am invested in his character and, like, the the grief that he has and, like, how it's visualized with the, the dead friend, like, you know, de- decomposing in front of him as a ghost. Like, there's so much more character investment there. This There is some of that in this movie, but it just never hits – that same level uh which let's that's that's the cue for spoilers Corey.
0: guys from here on out we're going to talk about this movie in great detail you have been warned
1: so my first my biggest complaint with this movie <laughs> when uh bella turns into a werewolf and attacks the the one girl um i forget her name Jenny was it maybe
0: Jamie Jenny the friend
1: Something. Right, so like the friend of the the girl that that uh, um, the main character is into is the main character. It's not Sir John Talbot, right? That's no, that's the that's the dad. What? Where is the? Where is he on this list? Like,
0: I know the way this list is. Juan Anthony Junior. Yeah, like
1: Junior. Down. So he. Uh, it's way down like it's so far i didn't even say him in the beginning sorry listener um it's the imdb's credits are like i guess it's by fame at that point because like you got ralph bellamy who is uh ralph bellamy former cary grant roommate um thank you secret history of hollywood for uh making me know way too much about cary grant um anywho uh when he gets attacked by bella as a werewolf it looks like a dog like, it looks like a wolf. Like, I there's was a no... little mad. <laughs> right, like, it's, okay, yes, because we have to watch him, like, beat the living crap out of a dog. Yeah. But here's my problem. Why, then, when he becomes a werewolf, does he look like a man with wolf fur? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the the logic inside the movie is wrong because Bella looks like a dog.
0: He hasn't leveled up yet. Yeah,
1: I don't know. That, that was exact. That's the only <laughs> thing that can make sense to me is that maybe if you have like been a werewolf for a long period of time, you just look Very more ancient. like a wolf. But it bugged me so much because I'm like, why? Why is it different? Like, if you got bit by that, he should <laughs> look like a wolf later, or or Bella should have looked like he did when he bite. You know what I'm saying? Because like, uh it was like in the end when they're hunting him, it's like yeah, yeah, but he's he looks like a dude who is a wolf. Where the other thing was a wolf, like it looked like a wolf. So like it it that bugged me because it's it's inconsistent with its own logic. Like that doesn't work for me in any horror movie. So that was my first like of all of them. it that felt the most inconsistent of a decision that I can recall in any of the Universal monster movies. Cause I'm just like no that doesn't work if you you can't transformation (laughs) yeah but they don't explain it which is probably better because or or maybe they did because there's a lot of exposition in this there's a lot of just people saying stuff and i'm like yeah i guess like i don't know too much talking in this um i do like and i like talking mind you it's just like i like talking when it has functionality (laughs) yeah and not just like plot device like we we couldn't show you this so we just have characters saying it in loud obnoxious things um but I liked a lot. There was there was some stuff with the lore. I did find like you can only kill a werewolf with a silver bullet or a silver knife or a silver stick. Yes, a silver <laughs> stick. Just beat him like, with it. I don't know if that I don't know if that's the same thing.
0: I don't know. Well, I mean I guess I thought I had to like pierce them, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. Yeah. Like like
1: you just hit him hard enough a few times and
0: <laughs> <come on> then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean I guess maybe I, the I, idea is that like Maybe a non-silver wouldn't, like, break the skin or something. Maybe that's it. I don't know. It it seemed like a reach. It seemed like, well, we couldn't get a gun. But,
0: yeah, right. But even, like, in other movies, it can't be regular bullets. It has to be silver bullets. Maybe yes. they were still working on the lore. Maybe they yes. were still yeah, working sure. it out. So
1: um, those are little complaints, but nevertheless.
0: But really, though. he what, He had a cane. And he yeah, gave it
1: to a, his father. Well thank goodness. Or his dad would be dead. Um and we don't ha- we don't we need Claude Rains to be alive to be in Casablanca. Um so that Humphrey Bogart can tell him that it's the beginning of a beautiful friendship at the end of the movie. If you've never seen Casablanca have you ever seen Casablanca? No, I haven't. Corey. Oh, I feel like you would love Casablanca. Like that movie. Oh man. Um, that's one is it four hours long. It is not. It is not. That's and cool. it's, uh, it's a man that one high school kids almost always latch onto. Like you would every time they're like, oh, I don't want to watch this, and then like not all of them, but way more of them end up loving. Oh, an that hour movie. and
0: forty two minutes.
1: Yeah, it, no, and it's Bogart. It's so good. It's so so good. But Claude Rains plays uh, Louis, the French um, police officer or military. Like he runs Casablanca as like the the chief of police, and is. So great in that movie, um, love him so so much. Uh, probably my favorite part of those movies because he's he's got a sly sense of humor and he's great. Um, of course Humphrey Bogart's fantastic. But yeah, Casablanca, gory. That's a that's a must see. Um, and that not just coming from me. I think that's kind of like cinephile. It's, it's, yeah, pretty. Yeah, it's like top. I think it's one of the only movies on Metacritic that has a hundred percent. Wow. Uh, there's like. Five or six, I think, on Metacritic that have a hundred. So, um,
0: I need to say that I really did not care about this guy because he's such a freaking creep.
1: Well, there's a lot of things, right? Like, 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 oh, poor rich guy who's like had to come home, uh, because to his, his brother, castle. yeah, to his castle, and also. Like, the brother died in a hunting accident. I kept waiting for that to be, like, a plot element, and it's not. It's no. just the reason he's back. I'm just like, what? Well, shouldn't like, the hunting accident can- have something to do with the other werewolves? Like, shouldn't that be a thing? Like, why yeah. isn't it a thing?
0: I felt like that was going to go somewhere, too, that big Talk in front of the fireplace, and it was like a castle-sized fireplace, guys. So it was like taller than the dad.
1: It was like he could have tripped and (laughs) fell in the fireplace, and it was like no one would have known what happened to the body, kind of thing. It was (laughs) a big old fireplace.
0: I don't know. I really had problems with that whole him fixing his dad's telescope. He just so happened to do this over in America. You know, he just fixes telescopes or something, and then he's just looking in this lady's window and watching her. And oh, no, no, please don't close your curtains on my behalf or, you know, because of me.
1: Yeah, so it's- there, uh, a, fil- a film critic I follow on Letterboxd, assuming critic, um, almost word for word, just has written what you just said. Larry Talbot what? is a weird creep in this, spying on Gwen through a telescope, not listening to her rejection and being disappointed when she brings a friend along for safety to the date. So the tragedy element doesn't really resonate effectively. Um who like, is yeah. this
0: person because I feel like we should
1: probably be. A uh, uh, silent dawn is the username on Letterboxd. and then, um, but it does point out the best part of the movie is the the forest set, right? Like the, them running around in the forest and stuff is very cool. It has a lot of horror elements. Um, I
0: maybe it's cheesy, but I always notice all the fog in these older horror movies, and oh, I yeah. kind of really love it a lot, actually.
1: Okay, you definitely need to talk to this person, Corey, because it's like, um. But the Universal Forest set is one of the most iconic classical horror images, pure id. I could watch the fog flowing over the landscape all effing day. Uh, you might have found your movie soulmate. That.
0: I didn't write it.
1: I know, I know. As I'm saying, you might need to actually reach out to this person. Um, we like the same things. Um, yeah,
0: <laughs> I also like creepy fog and don't like creepy men.
1: <laughs> yeah, those are <laughs> probably Dude, good I, I stance. Even...
0: right i feel like those are fair um and like even i don't even remember the name of the movie because this is who i am as a person but we watched a movie recently that was also a horror movie it was your pick so you remember the name
1: yes it's the city of the dead
0: (laughs) yes perfect dude that had the best movie fog ever yeah
1: so much fog in that movie like insane amounts of fog um
0: it was so good like better yeah it was so good
1: yeah, no, uh, very much. Um, I think that's a good combination, actually, to reference even. City of the Dead and the Wolfman. Fog uh, strong in both of them. Um,
0: People are probably like, this girl is worried about
1: the fog. Which we also <laughs> love John Carpenter's The Fog. So let's not yeah. uh, shortchange this. Uh, we're going all in. We didn't like the remake of The Fog.
0: No, you guys um,
1: don't need to watch that. It, real bad. Already. It's real, real bad. Yeah. Um, But, uh, I mean... It's the Wolfman. It is. It's definitely worth watching. I I I, I will clear. know what say. It's a must see film. Um, in the, like, the, I I don't think it's a strong. I think the, both you and the the person Silent Dawn from Letterbox make a really good point that he's not a character that you're like rooting for. You're not like, oh yeah, you deserve her because you spied on her with a telescope. Creepy guy.
0: Engage too. Like, can't yes. stop, won't stop, Mister Creepy Guy. Like,
1: <laughs> and the the fiance seems like a good guy. He's even, he's, like, way too cool about the other dude hitting on his woman, too. Like, he's just like, nah, I want to show there's no hard feelings. I'm like, screw that, dude, why? Like, he's he's done nothing to earn that respect.
0: I feel like Talbot guy would probably sucker punch that guy if he was given the, you know, Mm
1: -hmm. given
0: the chance or was even mildly.
1: It's another reason why American Werewolf in London works so well. Because oh, he I is a sympathetic character. Yeah, he's a sympathetic character. Um, you know, you, you feel for him getting the the tragedy element is there. I, I just... This it, may I, be the prototype of the werewolf film, but I, I, for my money, American Werewolf in London is, like, the best version of that story, in my opinion.
0: I feel like, also, they don't do a good job, like, humanizing this guy in this movie, mm-hmm. whereas in American Werewolf in London, they do... A really good job like we could i could be friends with him he could yeah you know he's a you know he's a whole character
1: yeah yeah and that's i think a lot of all those elements kind of wrap together like you you don't think that guy's creepy you think you you feel for him you feel regret for what he's done um also uh, like the sense of time between him getting turned and him turning into a werewolf in american werewolf in london builds the tension where this movie, because it's short, but also, like, he, like, gets bit and is, like, a werewolf, like, the next day kind of thing. There's not... It doesn't feel like it plays on the moon thing the same way.
0: Yeah, I was wondering about that. I did want to say, like, the... I like seeing movies, what movies do with what they have. Um, Like, this was, you know, released in 1941, and they do, like... I don't know the proper name for it, but like it's not a time lapse, but they're like showing a picture of him turning into the wolf and then it like goes away and then it comes back and it goes away and it comes back. Um, And it just, I don't know, reminded me of that scene in American, but we see the whole transformation.
1: Yeah. You know, definitely. I mean, you see that you obviously have to give a lot of credit to like the, the improvement in effects and stuff, because uh the movie from 41 did the best it could with with the technology and i think it does a good job i think the transformation is solid it is essentially just a cross dissolve but it's still like you know it's well done i do think that it's sad that they have to like do like in pieces is like we just see his feet and then like oh now they're furry now they're furrier it's like all right yeah but it just looks like he's wearing boots like it does it like i understand there's a limit on what you can do but it still just looks. Maybe don't focus on the feet. Is I guess what I'm saying. Like just just show I mean, his it face.
0: Looks gross. Well, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah.
1: But the face is like what sells it more. Like I don't need to see his feet. I get it. He's furry. Like let me just see the face. Ah, there it is. He's he's creepy looking. Go go bite somebody. Um. <laughs> yeah, but I and I, I like you know he does transform and he ends up in the forest. I I I have no real issues. We're I'm more nitpicking it because I guess I. I wanted to love this. I wanted this to be like, this is the best universal monster. Hands down. werewolf is the best. And it's not, it's still good. I do think it's good. I totally think it's worth like watching, especially cause it is 71 minutes. It's not like you're giving up a whole lot of time to see this. Um, if you were like myself and a completionist, I definitely think it's, it's something you should watch. If you just, uh, the first time I saw Frankenstein was because Taylor wanted to watch a horror movie when she was younger and I didn't know how bad she would react to stuff. So I started with Frankenstein um, and it wasn't scary at all, Uh, but it's scary. And like, you know, the, it's more like, honestly, I think Frankenstein is a little more thematical scary than it is like jump scare. Like where, like she was too young to get the themes of the movies. It's like, yeah, yeah. Monsters are scary. Of course I get that. But you know the theme of that is like we are scary, people are scary, like more so than the monster um i she was too young to get that resonation, but um i uh i'm I'm glad to have checked this off the list and i I feel comfortable probably not any time if I'm gonna watch a werewolf movie, I'm definitely watching american werewolf in london i I love that.
0: They have it on shutter and every time I like breeze by it, it's so hard to not play that one.
1: I know. I watched thirty-one horror movies this month, Corey. I don't know if I mentioned that. I, I told you I was trying to, but I did I watched thirty-one horror movies with the exception of Halloween and Halloween. I everything I watched this month was brand new. Like I'd never seen it before. I thought I was re-watching Nightmare on Elm Street. I, I'm sorry, also West Craven's New Nightmare, because I had seen that one. Apparently I had not seen any of the other Nightmare on Elm Streets, as I've said already on the show. But I've watched 31 horror movies. Uh, 30 or 28 of them I had never seen before. Um, That's impressive. What's that?
0: That's impressive.
1: And and uh, you know, um I I did that intentionally, like that was my goal. Was, like I like to check off movies that I've never seen and wanted to see, like, I've never seen Hellraiser. Now I have. Like, I'm really glad I checked Hellraiser off my list. But I always want to rewatch certain ones. Like I love Evil Dead and Evil Dead too. Like I would love to just rewatch those every Halloween. I love rewatching The Shining. That is a movie I probably oh, will okay. watch on Sunday. Okay. Um, I love rewatching American Werewolf in London. That is like a favorite of mine. Uh, and I I love Ari Aster's movies, but I haven't really rewatched Midsummer or Hereditary because I've seen them and there's movies I haven't seen, so I keep like going that direction. Um, I might make next Halloween like rewatch Halloween and just rewatch my favorite thirty-one horror movies or something. But um, that sounds fun. Yeah, it does because there's like that's the like the horror movies that really work for you. Like they're so great to rewatch. Like it's such a, a joy to go through them again, even if you know all the <sighs> scares and stuff. Um, but this movie won't be one that I do that with. And, and again, not to say I'll never watch it again. But if I'm picking a werewolf movie, I'm going with American Werewolf in London. Um, that said, I'm going to say uh, not quite golden because I, I, I think it's a must see if you're a completionist for the Universal Monsters. Or if you're just like, it, like me and just trying to see all the major like influential movies. If you just like to watch movies, I think it's not quite golden. I think there's a lot of good stuff here. There's a lot of uh, early film stuff, but ultimately it's, it's not something you have to know.
0: Don't come for me. As not a completionist or anyone who's seen those movies, I'm going with a decent watch.
1: That's fair. I think that's fair. Well, that concludes our Creature Feature Month, October 2021. Uh, we've watched five Creature Features. We hope you enjoyed them with us. Uh, we would love to hear your thoughts on these movies. You can reach out to us on social media. I am at Burke Reviews and Corey.
0: At Corey, our star. Two hours on the end.
1: But next month, Listener, next month, November 2021, we are returning to a, a recurring uh, theme we've done a, I think the last three or four years, Mint Box. These are movies that Corey and or I own, usually both, that we've never watched. So it's Mint Box. It's never been open. We've got a big one. We're starting the month off with a new, or not new, but a Denis Villeneuve film, Prisoners, a movie Corey and I both have been meaning to get to for a long time because we love Denis Villeneuve. We both love Dune. We both love Blade Runner twenty forty nine. We both oh, love Arrival. I said, "Oh, Blade Runner!" Yeah, right, right. But somehow we've never saw Prisoners. We saw I saw Sicario. You've seen Sicario, right? And I, I don't know if you've seen Enemy, but you should totally watch Enemy if you haven't. Oh, that has Jake Gyllenhaal in it. It does, um, and so it. does Prisoners. Prisoners is stacked, guys. What? Paul Dano, Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, there's other people whose names aren't coming to me, but those for sure are in the movie. Um, super stoked for Prisoners. I can't wait to check this out finally. Um, I've actually been me. Meet- I wanted to watch it for like the last two months, but I knew it was on your list. So I was like, I gotta wait. I gotta wait. Um, so finally, checking off our list. Uh, then we're diving into our Criterion collections for The Innocence. Um, that's the Innocence um, then again, we're another criterion: uh, Jim Jarmusch's *Mystery Train*, and then ending the month with *The Uninvited*. So *The Innocents* and *The Uninvited* are on Martin Scorsese's 11 greatest horror movie list. So I'm excited to check those off of that list. Um, it will only leave me with one movie of on his list to watch, which is *The Entity*. I think, and it's like $30 on Blu-ray. It's the only way I can get it, and I just. Just remember that I'm totally gonna buy it now that I thought about it. But um, it's the only way. It's the only one I can't easily get. All the other ones I already bought these on on Criterion like back in the summer sale. Uh, and listeners, if you are when you're hearing this, the Criterion 50 percent off is happening at uh, Barnes and Noble this month. So if you haven't bought one in a while, it might be time to treat yourself. Um, that's it though for this episode. We will be back again with Minton Box for November. Reach out to us. If you like what we're doing here, go ahead and give us that five star rating on whatever podcast provider you use to listen to our show so we can keep bringing you this type of product into the future. And with that, as always, we say keep watching movies.
0: Hey, this is Matt from What I Watch Tonight. Come join me in the back row for movie discussion, retrospective episodes with guests. Director focus shows, end of year rankings, start of the year predictions, and much, much more. There's more going on in the back row than you might think.
1: This has been a Berkeley Reviews podcast. BerkeleyReviews.com.